Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple of goalies that have taken one too many pucks at a head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world, so be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, we also have a special guest on this podcast, none other than our previous co-host, uh, Sebastian Lamarche from the Carlton Place Canadians. Welcome back, Sebastian. Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me. How you guys doing? We're doing good. How about you? I'm doing very well. Uh, very happy with the World Juniors that's going on, so, uh, I mean, I can't complain. <laughs> it's the best time of the year, man. Exactly. And now, and now you you mix in the start of an NHL season with that. Great time to be a hockey fan. We have yeah, like a one week gap between the uh, between the World Juniors ending and the NHL season starting. So, and then they also, and also there'll be more because they announced the AHL started in February. Yeah. So lots. Also, of National Women's Hockey League starting on the fifteenth, and they're on NBC here in the states. Nice, nice, nice. So I'm I'm excited for all this hockey coming up, and then my Mustangs come back, and I'm sure Carlton Place. How how's the EOJHL? Um, when are they coming back to play, Sebastian? Well, we're right now we're on a 27 day lockdown here in Ontario, so um, I'm hoping once the lockdown's done, we'll have more information about what we're doing. But as of right now, we're kind of at a standstill, waiting for uh, the government to let us back in. Wow, long, long lockdown. Yeah. All right, but we've had we've all been able to look into the World Juniors and and get some games in and and Steve and I reviewed the days 1 through 3 in an earlier podcast. So, I figure this is a good time for all of us to kind of look at days 4 through 6 and, and see what we think. So, let's start with the uh, the game on the 28th of December, Sweden and Switzerland. Let's see anybody have any thoughts on that game? Um, not really when is expected. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, for, yeah, for me I looked at it like the First off, the shot count halfway through the game was like, no kidding. Like, I looked at like, what was it 949 or something? It was 31 to 2 in favor of Switzerland. Or, I mean, sorry, Sweden. So 31 mm-hmm. to 2. And it was already 2 nothing. And I was just like looking at net at uh, Ranishitz. And I'm like, oh, kid, <laughs> it, it's happening again. At the end of the game, really, they were outshot 65 to 6. So. Uh, I think we were all talking right before this podcast uh, happened where I think Ranishitz now has made like 119 to 122 saves in the first two games. Yeah, it's it's I think everybody's commenting on that. Just looking at the amount of saves this kid has made and it's impressive, right? Oh, yeah. You know, so (laughs) I'd like to see him on a more skilled team now after this. Right. Um, And see what he can do. His his legs are going to be dead tired. Going to give this kid a month off after his tournament's done. Um, well, you make sixty one saves and it just isn't enough. <laughs> yeah, but come on, but you got you got to make seventy two, you freaking slacker. So, uh, yeah, it's it, you know the nice thing about this tournament is we're seeing other teams up and coming and starting to do better, right? Um, yeah. I really would have loved to see what Germany would have done had their roster been healthy right off the get-go, right? Um, oh, yeah. So, because they're now... Well, they're making statements now. Well, exactly it. But I would love to have watched them push teams harder early on, right? So, yeah, that's just unfortunate. But I love watching Germany rising up in this world, in the hockey world here. Slovakia, though, you know, it's been playing teams tough. Yes, they have. So They've been fun to watch. 
Yeah, they commit in the D zone. I love that. They've been shutting teams down, and I mean, it's been it's been insane to watch. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that, and then over on to comment, you know, or just comment generally on the teams right now. Team USA's got really good puck movement. Um, they're 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 playing some decent hockey. It was just that you know the first game, the their big issue was. Uh, you know, a little bit of letdown on their goaltender just wasn't just wasn't focused and in the game. Because I think that would have been a different game, but that happens. He's rebounded since, right? So, so I I just joined the Crown Plays this year, so he would have been there last year. But I've heard it both ways. But the most the most I hear is Levi. All right, good. It's it's the Utah way of saying it, so yeah. it makes me better. <laughs> you, know? It, you know, the interesting thing about him is too, and there was an interview at the camp. Most guys did not hear about him before he came into camp. You know, most guys were saying, like, I, I had no idea who he was, right? So um, I know he was there just before, but you've heard a lot about him. Can you, can you describe to us his, you know, his appearance on Team Canada and why he was sent over to camp? Yeah, I think um, it's kind of like that the old cliche where people say, you know, he's a goalie. Um, from what I heard, he was very much, and just like I've heard actually the, the, them talk about on uh, on the broadcast, is he he goes into his headphones very early. Uh, he locks in what he does, and he's very like meticulous about what he does, but what he eats before a game, and how apparently he got into even with a uh, nutritionist about like what certain foods will do what in, into his body and like give him energy or slow him down. And he has like he has a very like intricate diet, so I think he's just very much as like he just focuses in. I mean, it shows in. I think it was like 34, and I'm going to get this wrong. I know it's going to be, but I know we had 34 wins, and it was like maybe two losses and an overtime win or something like that. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he was the Junior A um, Player of the Year, MVP. So, I mean, for me, I think even not even part of Carlton Place, just watching junior hockey, you could tell this kid was a stud from day one. Um, I just think because he was playing the, C, uh, the CHL, not the OHL, or the NCAA, where, you know, kind of players usually come from, I don't think he really got the invite. But once he... Uh, committed to Northeastern. I think that's when the kind of he was on their radar. And as soon as he went in, I was even like, just from seeing him play, I was telling some of my friends, like, you need to pay attention to this kid because this kid's going to be the starter. And like, no way, he's a third line. You know, he'll be the third goalie. He won't dress. And, um, you know, as soon as they announced him at a camp, I was like, I told you, this kid's just, he's a six foot, but he plays like he's like, he plays like he's a seven foot goalie. He plays the top of his crease. He's very confident. He, um, he makes the right moves. He doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't waste energy. And I think for a goalie who's six foot, I mean, as a seven round steal or seven round draft pick for uh, the Panthers, he was a steal. Well, you know who he, he reminds me of. He looks a about... lot bigger in that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, for, yeah. for a six foot goalie, he doesn't. First of all, I notice he doesn't drop quickly. There's a lot of goalies. The second that puck comes in, they'll drop. He reads the play. He doesn't just immediately drop to the pads. And uh, also, Lundquist was a seventh round steal, wasn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, there's, there's, there's been no. It's okay. There's been a few sleepers, but he. He sort of reminds me of Connor Hart, doesn't he, with his style of play? Or Car- is it, is it, what, one second, Carter Hart, sorry, I always yeah, screw Carter up his Hart. name. Carter Hart, yeah. It's just you that know. very like calm presence in Nets, and the same thing, yeah. I think, both those players, I've heard them, well, I know um, Levi, he's, I've heard he's a big uh, Price fan, I think, and, uh, and Carter Hart's talked about how much of a Price fan he is, and I think it's just that, that calm demeanor in Nets that you know not every goalie has, but, I mean, those three goalies are... I mean, for him to be even not like you know mentioned in those those two goalies, I think is huge for him. But I mean, that's just the kind of guy he is. Yeah, and it's that it's so you know it's the it's the commitment to you know a you know a positional game, right? And you know committing to that and not overplaying, you know, 
not doing the classic Cujo <laughs> is what I love to call it, <laughs> you know, making floundering on the first save and having to come up huge in the second one only because you weren't in proper position on the first one to make the save. And then you're right about the demeanor because that's, you know, the, the calmer you can stay, you know, the better it is as a goalie because, you know, the mental game is, the I think, the biggest component to goaltending. And, you know, I saw it when Carey Price just completely lost it, right? There was a couple of seasons ago where, Right from the beginning of the season, he just wasn't there. And he just couldn't get into rhythm. Next season, boom, he turned it right around. So, you know, and, and Hart last year in the playoffs, gee, you know, he was he was just dialed in. You know, so, uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to Levi uh, seeing what he can do um, after this tournament, you know. And uh, the Florida Panthers, Bobrovsky, who's their backup? Isn't it... Uh, isn't the old Leafs goalie? No, who is it oh, now? For I the think. Panthers? Yeah, who's the backup for the Panthers? Oh, it's Chris Dry, uh, Chris Dreiger. Dreiger, Dreiger, yeah, Dreiger, Dreiger, yes. Yeah. No, no, Dreiger's he's a fantastic goalie. Well, who's Reimer on? I was thinking of Reimer. Where did he oh, Reimer's with Carolina. Oh, he's out with Carolina. That's right. He's with the Hurricanes. Yeah, because I think he was in Florida for a short stint too, and then you know found his home over there. So, yeah. yeah. So you know, off to off that. What did you guys think of the? What do you guys think of the Russian team right now? Yeah, um, Russians are kind of, I don't know, it's like they, they have all the, the skill. I mean, I, for me, the biggest disappointment so far has been Askarov. And why, why are you disappointed in his point? I don't know. I just, from being uh, such a high draft pick, especially as a, as a goalie these days, you know, goalies usually don't go high in the, in the draft. And I've seen him play other players you know, in the KHL, and he's phenomenal. And he's just kind of, I think he just kind of got his confidence shooken up off, you know, the first game. And I just don't think it ever really came back. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I, I haven't been really disappointed with Askarov. You know, there's I would I would say that when it comes to his play, I mean, I don't think he's playing up to what I thought he would play, but I don't think he's too far below it. I I, I agree with you on the fact that I think he's gotten shaken up a bit. Um, and uh, I they didn't. St- I mean, there's no reason to start him against uh, who they just play Switzerland. Who they just beat? Uh, they just last game they had Austria. Was, yeah, Austria. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, but they put in a uh, Akhtiyama. Uh, what is it? Akhtiyamov. Yakhtiyamov. <laughs> um, but uh, there was no reason to stick him in there against Austria, and that was clear. But yeah, I, I truthfully haven't been disappointed with Askarov's play at all. Um, you know, I, I do like when goalies go because I think he went 11th, right? Overall, yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's overall Russia. I mean, they're. What they've they lost against the Czech Republic two nothing, um, but beyond that, I, I can't really say I've been disappointed with Russia's play. I think they've still been performing. I think I think the Russians sometimes play to the level of their opponent. Like if the, you put them up, up up against a U.S. or Canada or Sweden, they're going to come out right. They're gonna they're gonna fight. If you put them up against an Austria or Slovakia, they underestimate them. And they don't fight as hard. And I think that's why Slovakia... Was it Slovakia or Czech Republic that beat them? Czech, Czech Republic, Czech beat yeah. Which you can't underestimate the Czechs. They have won gold more recently than the States have. So, in terms of Olympic play. So, I, I personally haven't been disappointed with uh, their overall play. I just think that Russians tend to play to the level of their opponent and their expectations of that opponent. That's how I see the Russians. Well, also, you, I think in previous years, um, 
they're sort of a weird team, right? They very, in my opinion, they either either come out guns just a blazing and dominant, or they're, you know, slow to slow to you know really get into form until they get into the, you know, the later rounds, right? So they do need their goaltender to come up huge because I think this tournament that's what's really going to be determined on as soon as we get down into you know the uh, quarterfinals and semifinals. I think goaltending is going to be you know the, the the biggest the biggest key here and right now in my opinion well i haven't watched a ton of sweden's games unfortunately so before i give that opinion i'll get this off you guys how sweden been looking and what do you think of their goaltending sweden hasn't been significantly challenged as far as i'm aware they played switzerland uh which we obviously uh just discussed who else has really sweden faced recently they played the czechs they beat them 7-1 but they haven't had a real tough game yet no, no. Well, they'll, they'll see one tonight because I think the yeah. Russians. Are, I think the Russians are going to step it up. I don't know. You know, I won't make a call on who I think is going to win this game tonight because this will be. I've seen the Russians play. I really haven't had a chance to watch Sweden play, so um, I will be as soon as this podcast is done. Uh, I'll be tuning in that game. Actually, should probably have it playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, it'll be a very interesting game, regardless. I can't tell. It's it's again. It's uh, when you're talking. U.S., Canada, Russia, Sweden, Finland, and honestly, you can even throw the checks in there for the bulk of it. It's not easy to call those games. It's really what team's going to come out and how are things going to work out. So I just think it'll be a, a good game to rewatch once we're done with these podcasts. But I will say that, I mean, the, the 28th games, I do like giving shout-outs to goalies who get their shout-outs. Even if it's a six-save shout-out, uh, you know, Alma felt Hugo um, for Sweden earned it. You know, he faced all six shots and stopped them. So, you know, congratulations to him. And then did anybody else see the, you know, back on the 28th, the German-Slovakian overtime game? No, I didn't watch that one. Didn't get a chance. Yeah, I, I watched that one. That was a good game. That was a good game. But what do you think of the – you saw, like, the Slovakian first goal that was totally offside, right? Oh, yeah. That was, that was strange. And, I mean, I get it that – you know, it's not like the NHL where they've got a, you know, a piece in their ear and someone upstairs is calling them saying, hey, challenge that. But you're kind of on the bench of the line. You got to see that. I mean, that guy was not just like, he wasn't just offside. He was very much offside. Oh, he was so far offside. I couldn't believe it stayed and nobody said anything. <laughs> I was like, that was, there is a difference between like I, me and Steve were talking about that on the most recent podcast. If you heard it, the new blue line rule with the, with the NHL and we agree yeah. with it. This was nowhere close to that. Like you no. said, he was at least a full man ahead of the blue line before the puck crossed. Yeah, that was just so. that was a missed call, and I mean, there. I mean, I think Germany's lucky that that's not the goal to end up uh, costing it for them. But yeah, that was yeah. that was a strange goal. I, I watched it a few times, and I was like, I don't understand how, as a linesman, you miss that. I get there's a lot going on in front of you, but it's kind of that one. That's was a big blatant. one. Yeah, yeah, that one was extremely blatant. But uh, I mean, it was for me for that day for the 28th. It was the most interesting game. It was the only non-blowout, went into overtime. And then uh, I think, was it Slovakia just got themselves in penalty trouble? Yeah. Yeah. So That's been kind of their MO, this this, mm-hmm. this tournament. They just keep marching yeah. to the penalty box, and then it's, it's hurting them. Yeah. And so, I mean, if, I think if uh, Slovakia's, I mean, can't underestimate them, but they're coming up, and if, if they can keep themselves out of the box and whatever that takes with the Slovakian team, I think uh, – they could be a sleeper moving forward. Maybe not in this specific tournament, but moving forward, uh, I wouldn't underestimate Slovakia. Uh, and then the last, or I guess that was it for this 
uh, the 28th. Uh, the U.S. started the competition on the 29th, uh, shutting out the Czech Republic 7 nothing. And this is the game where uh, it was important, I think, to put uh, Spencer Knight back in net, not let him sit with that Russian loss. Yep. Um, and he stepped up, you know, 23 save shutout. You know, I can't say this wasn't a lopsided game in terms of shots on net. But in terms of the score, yeah, I mean, yeah, seven to nothing. Did anybody else watch this game? Yeah, I mean, it was a close game for the first little bit. I thought, you know, the Czechs yeah. were in it, and then I don't know what happened. It just kind of USA just popped off and ended up running away with it. But like you said, for the first little bit, it was it was a close game. I don't like. I thought it was yeah. going to be a good, challenging game, and then um, you know, US just ended up taking it to them. Yeah, I think they found their stride. I think, and maybe a part of that was. Again, all these guys come together to play on the ice and such, and none of them, you know, have long-term relationships with each other leading into... Some of them might, but most of them don't. And maybe in the case where it was kind of close in the beginning was obviously the Russia loss was fresh in their minds, and Spencer was in for that game, and so maybe once they realized maybe he was tuned in, they could take the chances they were, and I think that's maybe why they ran away with it. They, they redeveloped confidence in their goaltender, I think. That's how I saw the game. Yeah. So, um, but then, yeah, another shutout uh, following that. Uh, Canada and Switzerland, 10 nothing. We were talking about Levi earlier with his 15 save shutout. Really, that was one of these games where it was just lopsided in terms of, like, I don't know if, uh, what was it, 52 shots on that Canada got? Yeah, they got a ton. The, the, the thing with the Canada, Canada team that, you know, we haven't mentioned the broadcast yet, every forward on the team is a first rounder. Every single forward on that team is a first-round pick. So that just tells you, you know, the depth of this team. And this is without Kirby Dock in there. So if you see how they're clicking right now, if you threw Dock into this lineup, right, and Dock has looked pretty impressive with the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, how scary the Canadian team, you know, may may have really been overall, right? So, yeah, yeah, it's – go ahead. Well, I think Quentin Byfield stood out. Uh, in this game, does anybody know what how many points he got? I think he had finished with six. Wow, oh he had God. two goals, four assists. And yeah, actually, it was that day. I was actually on a phone call talking to uh, one of my buddies. We always chat about hockey, and we we're just talking about how he's disappeared. Like he wasn't. He gets ton. He's been getting decent amount of ice time. He's just been invisible, and then he goes yeah. off and pops off for six points. So you know, good good for him. Um, I just hope that he continues playing like that because I mean, he's got the spotlight on him, and it's time to shine. Yeah, I mean, as a second overall pick, it's, uh, you know, I I was hearing more of Cousins' name, which made me happy as a Buffalo Sabres fan. I've liked the way he's performed this this tournament, and I'm excited to get him on our team. Um, Also, I'm excited to get uh, Paterka out of Germany. Uh, I don't know if he'll make the roster first round this year, but I'm excited with what we're seeing out of, you know, our Buffalo prospects. But yeah, Byfield stood out uh, in this game, and I think uh, this, uh, what was it, the Switzerland goalie, uh, Patinod, I think this is his junior debut. So, wow. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but maybe they just needed to give the other guy a break. But uh, this is a rough team to make your junior debut against. <laughs> well, <laughs> can you imagine? Hey, Noah, yeah. you're in against Canada. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <clears throat> I think I have the COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then uh, the last game of that day was uh, just, again, another blowout. At least it wasn't a shutout. Uh, Russia defeated Austria. Uh, Jacob Bradner stopped 43 of 50, and Arthur uh, Akhtamov uh, stopped 17 of 18. So, anybody watch uh, Russia, Austria? Nope. 
No, no, I didn't get a chance to watch that one. Yeah, okay. yes, yeah. So the oh. thing is, there's. I, I really do want to go at some point to a junior tournament. I was talking, uh, you know, with Chris about this. Uh, I don't know if it was on the podcast or, yeah, I think it was during the podcast because Chris and I usually end up talking half hour before we start recording, and then we're like, Shit, we're idiots. We should just put this on air. But I, I really do want to go to a European um, city. You know, like my buddy in Finland told him I'd love to go there when they're hosting a junior tournament just to get that European feel atmosphere to it and take in every single game I can like watch it all you know just get the unlimited pass and sit down and just watch an epic ton of hockey you know because the, the problem right now is with work I wish I was watching more of this but by the time my day's done because of the uh you know the time change I'm missing a few games right and then but if I balance it out going family time or do I really want to watch you know you know, because even like I watched the Slovaks versus Canada, right? And then when it was Canada playing the Swiss, it was three nothing. I was like, yeah, okay, well, you know, I do have better things to do than watch them dominate this game. No offense to Switzerland, I just knew where it was going to go. Um, but I would have loved to watch Slovakia versus Germany, right? Just to watch how the Germans were going to perform, right? So as soon as the quarters hit, yeah, I don't miss anything. I'm watching it all. You know, it's I just shut down for that period of time all the way up into the finals. So and those start what on the second? Uh, yeah, I want second here. I think they start on the second, second or the third. Yeah, they use yeah. I think it's yeah, it's January second, and everything's oh. to be determined. You know, at twelve p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right? Yeah, because they have a break on one January, so New Year's Day they get a break. So kind of tomorrow wraps up everything. So yeah, and well, th- today you had Slovakia. I was kind of stunned as. I thought they'd be a little bit more competitive in this game against Finland, but Finland shut them out six nothing. Pironian uh, got a twelve save shutout and twelve saves. Ball. Well, you know what though with Finland, right? Finland is pesky because if you look at the defensive style of play of Finland and Slovakia, they both do that frustrate the crap out of you defensive type of style play, right? They don't want to give you opportunities. They play really stingy. And then it's all about the counterpunch. I just think Finland's got more of a counterpunch, right? And if you strike first against, I mean, you're both playing those type of games, right? As soon as somebody's got a three-goal lead, you can't play stingy anymore, right? You have to start opening up to, you know, to try to get more goals. And I just think it played into Finland's hands better. So, you know, Slovakia versus Canada, um, they just frustrated the Canadians, right? You know, um, and I was saying to Chris, you know, uh, Sebastian, that... You know, it, we we were lucky because when they got when they got the one goal to make it two to one, and you know it, the play was in their end. I was nervous. Like I said, I could just it's one of those things where you feel a goal is going to happen. You got to get it out. You got to get it out. And then just you know, um, you can't call it a bad play because you knew what the defenseman was trying to do, trying to drag it across so he had a better angle and just bobbled it right, and it goes over. But you know, we needed that break because. They were threatening, you know, and it was going. It was it was starting to get a little scary. You could you feel know? it coming. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing is about that penalty, right? Taking any penalty under three minutes, you know, is just a killer. So when we got that penalty, I'm like, oh, now there's their glimmer of hope, right? And they struck. So yeah, so I, again, I'm, I'm impressed with what Slovakia is doing. It's just you know the Finnish team can be. You know, they they could be lights out too. They've they've shot the hell out of everybody. Some speedy yeah. thin plays. So, nonetheless, I didn't get to see this game. So, did anybody else get a chance possibly to watch Germany Switzerland? 
I've been watching all Germany uh, for Timmy Stutzel. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for this. <laughs> I was figuring the senator's guy was going to say that because I was about to make the comment. He's looking good. He is looking very good. I mean, he's got some things to work on, especially in the defensive zone. But with DJ Smith as a defensive head coach, I think that will get fixed. But he's got a, he's got a lot of skills that you can't teach a player, and I'm I'm very excited to see him. And honestly, I, I think this game would have been would have been over with if it wasn't for that last minute cross check to the head for absolutely no reason by uh, Volek. Mm-hmm. Got a game misconduct in a five minute, which let. Uh, let the Swiss kind of sneak back into it, but uh, thankfully for Germany, they were able to hold off. Yeah. So yeah. yes, and it was awesome watching him sign his contract, right? So there's certain players you look forward to watching play, right? And Stutzel just looked, you know, just elated, right? That he signed his contract with his iPad, and he was all smiles. So I'm a goalie. I like hockey. I will talk about hockey. Think about hockey. Watch hockey. I'm a sports fan overall, so it's going to be that football and you know bobsledding. Put it on TV. It's I'm going to be talking about sports, and I'm just going to be me. If you don't like that, we're probably not going to get along. But yeah, um, Sebastian, we we appreciate you coming on this podcast, and uh, you know, and and we look forward to having you on the next one as well. So thanks for jumping in again. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on again. Well, thanks everyone for listening. This is Sebastian, Steve, and Chris. Have a great one, hockey fans. And we'll catch you next time.